Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. As many as 10 people may have been shot in Kansas City, Missouri at the Super Bowl parade. We're monitoring that for you. We'll give you all the details as they come. If there's going to be a press conference, we'll bring it to you live. The FBI did have a presence at the parade, and they are assisting the Kansas City police. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. What a day it is. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Um... Before we get into any details regarding the um, the, the parade, and, and like I said, you know, I, I would imagine at some point there'll probably be somebody, the chief of police or somebody will come out and, and give uh, some details. I imagine that will happen shortly. We'll bring it to you. I just want to bring up what this whole issue about a, a pending terrorist attack on America and what that means. And should we really be worried about this? And I told you about the, the tweet from Senator Mike Lee. Um, at based Mike Lee, as he calls himself on Twitter. Senator Mike Lee is one of my favorites. You know, he's a, he's a guy that defends the Constitution. He defends civil liberties. He fights. He fights for all those things. Um, I, I, I should have mentioned J.D. Vance in the last segment, too. I mean, I think he's another stalwart conservative who fights very, very hard. I didn't mean to leave anybody out. I was just saying that it's just the House is just so much bigger than the Senate. It's just easier for a lot of these rhino, moderate, squishy people to, you know, hide. But, but Mike Lee's point about all right, if if um, if Chairman Mike Turner, who is the congressman, who is the chairman of the committee, the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, he tweeted out. He said, "Today, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a serious national security threat." I'm requesting that President Biden declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. Mike Lee's point that he tweeted out as he retweeted that was very interested to learn about this threat. Also very interested to know why the spy guys are raising mysterious alarms right before we're about to reform illegal domestic surveillance under FISA. Uh, Jake Sullivan, who's the national security spokesperson, he was at the White House today. He was asked a question regarding Congressman Mike Turner's statement, asking the White House to declassify this 
looming threat so we can get all you know the details on it. And this is what he said. I want to ask you about Israel in a second, but just a quick follow-up just to put this to rest. Obviously, the House Intelligence uh, Chair speaking out about a imminent, or he doesn't say imminent, serious national security threat. The lack of your ability to say anything has the potential to raise distress for some Americans. In the simplest of terms, can you tell Americans that there's nothing they have to worry about right now in terms of what he describes as a national security threat? Look, I think in a way that question um, it is impossible to answer with a straight yes, right? Because Americans uh, understand that there are a range of threats and challenges in the world that we're dealing with every single day. And uh, those threats and challenges range from terrorism to state actors. And we have to contend with them, and we have to contend with them in a way where we ensure the ultimate security of the American people. I am confident that President Biden, in the decisions that he is taking, is going to ensure the security of the American people going forward. And I will stand here at this podium and assert that, look you in the eye with confidence, that we believe that we can and will and are protecting the national security of the United States and the American people. Perfect. Thank you for your answer. I don't think that really was an answer. I don't, I don't really know what he said there. Uh, but he was asked a question about FISA. And remember, the, the issue here of the FISA Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act in Section 702, which has been abused by the FBI, by the national security state, to spy on American citizens. And there needs to be reform. There needs to be reform. But every time we try to reform it, Every time we hear about bad guys and terrorists and then all of a sudden we, we, we hear we can't we got to keep exactly the way it is or we're all going to die. And but we know that they abuse this stuff and we know that they have queried records on American citizens and they have done this without a warrant millions of times. And guys like Mike Lee and others and Rand Paul and they're calling for something to be done to rein this in because nobody gets in trouble. Nobody, the FBI gets in trouble for this. Nobody who does this at the CIA or the NSA or any other place. You know, the story that Schellenberger put out yesterday, he and Taibbi, gets into the heart of the fact that, yeah, you know, the, the, the deep state is very real. The deep state was working very hard to stop Donald Trump and using our national security intelligence apparatus to do it. And we've known this, but more details come out and you go, man, these people are just so brazen. And we keep giving them more power under the guise of keeping us safe. Here's what Sullivan said today, cut 11. On FISA, there are a couple of amendments that are being considered. One of them would require a warrant for every query of lawfully selected data. If that were to pass and get into the bill, would the president veto that bill? Uh, so I'm not in a position to stand here today and make veto threats on behalf of the president. Those are, are um, you know, decisions for him to make. What I will tell you is that we do not believe that that serves the national security interests of the United States. And in fact, today I will be making that case to a number of members uh, that the warrant requirement as conceived is not the best way actually to ensure the protection of the personal privacy of Americans. There are a number of other elements of the bill that we have supported that would reform and update FISA to protect the civil liberties of Americans. But a warrant requirement from our perspective would go too far in undermining the very purpose of FISA, and frankly, it would put victims at risk. Okay, so there, there you go. And I, I imagine that there will be no reforms. Unfortunately, to FISA would be what, what I'm, uh, would be my guess. Uh, the Kansas City Fire Department is saying eight to ten victims at the shooting in Kansas City, Missouri. About eight to ten is what they're saying right now. Two armed people have been 
detained. I don't I don't know if they were legally carrying. I don't know if they were the shooters. We don't have any details on that yet. Um, we're hoping that th- we're being told that there might be a statement coming out from the Kansas City Police Department or the FBI at some point. So um, we'll keep you posted on on that as um, as the show goes on. Speaking of firefighters, by the way, in Philadelphia, there's a trans identifying firefighter who's suing the city of Philadelphia over facial feminization surgery coverage. And the firefighter claims the surgery is medically necessary. This is from the Daily Wire. A nice local story for us. A trans-identifying firefighter is suing the city of Philadelphia for allegedly refusing insurance coverage for his facial feminization surgery. The fighter fire, a 55-year-old man who has been with the Philadelphia Fire Department for 28 years, claims that the city, as well as his union, which is the Firefighters and Paramedics Local 22, and Independence Blue Cross Insurance all discriminated against him on the basis of his gender identity. He filed the lawsuit anonymously as Jane Doe in federal court on January 31st. The veteran firefighter who holds the supervisory position of fire battalion chief claims the facial feminization surgery he wants is medically necessary and not cosmetic because of his gender dysphoria disability. Lawsuit argues that denying him coverage of the procedure, which includes a laundry list of procedures, including rhinoplasty, which is plastic surgery, a forehead reduction and a hair transplant is causing the firefighter harm and amounts to illegal sex stereotyping. Quote, this is from the uh, from the, the complaint. Ms. Doe was forced to maintain natal sex characteristics with which she no longer identified by virtue of the defendant's callous and discriminatory acts committed against her. Ms. Doe has spent years of her life presenting herself in a manner that is not her authentic self. The suit also claims the firefighter who began identifying as transgender at some point during the firefighting career now cannot function in society or work without the facial feminization procedures, and is constantly misgendered. The suit says that she has become suicidal and considered ending her life. The lawsuit says the defendants decided the firefighter was simply trying to improve her appearance, a conclusion that added insult to injury, and relied on stereotyped notions of what a traditional female face looks like. The defendants also consistently misgendered the firefighter, And did not call him his preferred name, the suit says. As a result, the firefighter has suffered economic harms, emotional distress, mental anguish, pain and suffering, humiliation and embarrassment, and a loss of life and life's pleasures. The firefighter is seeking coverage for the procedures as well as compensatory and punitive damages. The suit also demands that the defendants hold LGBTQ++ IA every letter of the alphabet sensitivity trainings for employees, that the insurance agency use the preferred name of a trans-identifying person in the claims process, and that Philadelphia adopt a written policy to support employees who complain about gender identity discrimination. Independence Blue Cross said in a statement that they cannot comment on pending litigation, but that they serve all people regardless of sexual orientation or gender identity. Okay? Equitable care and protections against discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identification are written into our medical policies and required by law. 
Our recently updated policies for gender-affirming care also takes into consideration the standards published by the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. Philadelphia's law department told Philadelphia Gay News that, quote, given that this case is an active litigation, the city declines to comment. That is happening right now. I guess it's interesting that they, they, the suit says that to argue that this firefighter is trying to improve her, his appearance, her appearance, his appearance, and then the suit says, but that's you're going with no, that's ridiculous because you're going with notions of what a, 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 a feminine face is supposed to look like. It kind of contradicts itself. Again, it says the lawsuit says the defendants decided the firefighter was simply trying to improve her appearance, a conclusion that added insult to injury and relied on stereotype notions of what a traditional female face looks like. So then I guess I'm, I'm just trying to understand then why the taxpayers would have to pay to help this individual have a face that looks more like what a traditional female face looks like when the suit says that that's a stereotype notion. So... I'm trying to understand that. Anyway, we will um, continue to monitor that local story for you. I imagine, my guess is, my spidey sense tells me they will pay. (laughs) I just have a feeling that they will wind up paying. Maybe I'm wrong. But we'll find out if we don't hear the story ever again. If they don't pay, we'll hear more about it. Obviously, uh, Rachel Dolezal, remember her? She was a um, she she said she was black. She she identified as black, even though she wasn't. Um, she's now an Arizona teacher and she's on OnlyFans after losing the NAACP leadership position for pretending to be black. She was um, part of the leadership of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. She's now employed by a Catalina Foothills school district and has an OnlyFans profile. So lives in TikTok tweeted out, meet Rachel Dolezal, former leader of the NAACP who resigned in disgrace after pretending to be black. She changed her name and is now a teacher in Catalina Foothills School District, Arizona. She's also very active on OnlyFans and links her OnlyFans in her public Facebook profile. Henry, do you subscribe to her OnlyFans page just out of curiosity? Uh, no. Okay. There's not, no, that's not a... Not on my to-do list. No? Okay, I'm just curious. I'm not... I wasn't going to judge you or anything. I was just wondering. (laughs) Even if it were free, I wouldn't be subscribed. Yeah, it's not... I'm just going to say this. It's not a good look. It's nice to hear she's doing well. It's just not a a good look. You know what I mean? By the way, couldn't she have just come out and said that she is black because she voted for Joe Biden? Because wasn't that the standard? If you don't vote for me, you're not black? Isn't Isn't that just a standard? I thought that was. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. We'll have to follow up with Dr. Wilfred Riley on this one on Friday. Find out if he subscribes to her OnlyFans page. I, I bet you he doesn't. <laughs> Didn't she change her Prob- name, too? Probably not, right? I can't imagine she has very many subscribers. I can. <laughs> no, there's no way. I, I'm sure there are weirdos out there who follow, who saw this come up and were like, oh, yeah, I loved her. Rachel well, you can check. Yeah, I'm go sure. On, don't act like you don't have an OnlyFans account. Just go on there and check. Why can't you do that? I don't think you can check to see how many followers they I don't, have, yeah. can you? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, yeah, genuinely. I would try looking into it now on the company computer, but I know I would get flagged and I'd have to explain it to HR later this week. So uh, let's just allow, we'll let it be a mystery. We might be having lots of meetings with HR in the coming <laughs> weeks, so. <laughs> yeah. 
Why not? I, you know, I kind of think you're right. Just call her Nikichi Diallo. That's what her new name is. She changed her name to a West African moniker meaning gift of God. Nikichi Diallo. So look her up on OnlyFans. I don't, see how many followers I don't she want has. to look it up. All right, fine. You Let's, use your computer to look it up. Listen, I don't have an OnlyFans account. I'm a happily married man with three children. <laughs> Which is literally what every person in OnlyFans says. <laughs> uh, my friend said this. Also, just for reference, LASIK eye correction surgery is considered cosmetic. It's not medically necessary to have a nose job or a hair transplant. So is being ugly now considered a medical issue? It's subjective. What about the left's billboards to love yourself, embrace people who are large, etc.? How's it any different? Good point. I don't know. But I think that if um, you're going to make the argument that gender dysphoria is causing all this depression, I would just say walking around being ugly can make you feel depressed too and that you should then get plastic surgery paid for. I mean, just being an unattractive person may make you depressed. Whether or not you believe you're in the wrong sex or gender, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Henry, you're a, a, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You, you're kind of depressed with, based on your looks, right? A little bit? Just a tiny bit? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll go along with the sure, yeah. Henry's getting beat up pretty good today. Yeah, seriously. What did I do to you? <laughs> Nothing. You, you, you yelled at me about my live reads, so now no, I, I picked on DeSantis so much yesterday. I feel like it's it's. I just got to you know it's your turn I'm today. Du- I'm due. Day. It's usually <laughs> me. Yeah. I, so I, this is refreshing. Keep going. Um, but you know, let's say let's say you got a big nose. Not you don't, but let, I do. I've got a big Italian nose, big Roman nose. You know, and I'm depressed by it because I walk around all day and I got a big nose, and I'm, it makes me bummed. And you know, and I'm so I want plastic surgery, rhinoplasty to pay for my nose job because I'm depressed because I'm not an attractive looking guy. I am a very attractive looking man, but I'm saying this as a, <laughs> as a, as a hypothetical. Why shouldn't they cover it then? If I can argue that it makes me depressed, I'm not a tall man. You know, I'm, I'm five, seven with shoes on. So I could argue that I'm depressed because there's a lot of men out there taller than me and I feel um, Napoleonic and I want to be taller. So I want you to pay for that surgery to make me taller. You know, there's a surgery. They do that, right? They break your legs and they like put bone in you there to make you taller. Did you know that? Yeah, it looks pretty brutal. Sounds like you've uh, looked into this a little bit. I have. You can't walk for like two years. And I'm I'm sort of due for another surgery. It's only been a few months since my last one. Um, <laughs> I'm not ruling anything out, but they Thank would you. argue it's not medically necessary. But based on that, if I can argue that, well, I'm depressed. I don't feel good about myself. I don't feel like I'm living my best life because I'm not tall enough. And I identify as a man, men are supposed to be tall, and I'm not particularly tall-ish compared to other people, although I do sort of tower over DeSantis, just saying. That's not true. Don't we all? Well, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> can't, why can't I argue that and have them pay for it? And what if you're bald? I mean, really, I mean, we, we know there's a lot of bald people around us at Odyssey. What about them? Can they, um, can they say that they need to get you know, a hair transplant? Paid for? Medically necessary? I don't know. I mean, these are the questions that I have that I'd like to know. And we will try to answer some of these things <coughs> as the uh, as the, the show progresses here. Um, oh, this limb lengthening is disgusting. I wish you hadn't mentioned it. Now I'm reading about it and I'm repulsed. 
They, oh, by the way, our buddy uh, Johnny on Twitter says that Rachel Dolezal lost her OnlyFans, lost her teaching job because of her OnlyFans account. Yeah. I'm when not. they outed her, I guess when Libs of TikTok outed her, then the school district fired her for her OnlyFans page. That makes sense to me. Thank you, Johnny, for that update in the story. They said that the school district said this is not consistent with our values of a, as a school district. So thank you for the update on that. I did miss the update, Johnny Z. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, oh, man, he's really on top of things. That came out 18 minutes ago. Seriously? What do you have, like an alert? You have wow. a Google alert on Rachel Dolezal set up, Johnny? How did you know that? <laughs> that is amazing. Newman Price says, is every woman that doesn't find themselves attractive going to sue because their perceived ugliness makes them suicidal? Again, I mean, that's, that's the point I'm trying to make here, which is that if... We know we live in this day and age of social media, and we know we have all of these stories all the time about our kids getting depressed because of social media, and a lot of it is, especially with young girls, um, the standards and how other people look, and they don't feel good about themselves and that sort of thing. So how far do we take this, where we start saying that plastic surgery, boob jobs, you know, if, I've, if I'm a woman and I say my boobs are too small and I want, a, I, want a, I want a boob enhancement, should that be considered medically necessary because I'm depressed about the fact that I don't have big uh, knockers? You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Can you say knockers? I just did. Yeah, I don't see why not. All right. Um, we're also being told now, I guess there's conflicting reports, despite early reports that they're saying now the scene in Kansas City appears to still be active. I, is that what is that what we're hearing now too? Well, I've seen that uh, one person has died. I Ten people hit and one person has died. Is that what you're? Is yeah, that what one you're dead, nine injured. Okay. Uh, as far as active, I'm not seeing that quite yet. All right. Well, we'll um, we'll follow that as well. All right. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten on Twitter at Rich Zioli is the. Number, if you'd like to weigh in today on everything we are discussing. Now, listen, um, we we have another great guest coming up. Why do politicians keep passing dumb laws? That is a great question that I ask all the time. When will they stop? Why are politicians can't stop passing absurd laws? Great piece by Casey Maddox in the New York Post. Casey Maddox is vice president of legal and judicial strategy at Americans for Prosperity. We'll talk to Casey about that coming up a little bit later in the show. And we have an abbreviated show for you today. We are out of here at 6 o'clock because of basketball. But don't worry about it because I'm solo dad this week. So it's all hands on deck here at the house with me and my father-in-law. So don't worry about it. It's going to be just fine. Um, my buddy, Dr. Mike Veneri is a great dentist, great friend of the show. And he is my dentist and my friend. And he is the master of dental implants. So if you need a great smile, you should go see him today. Just go to VenariaDental.com. V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. When it comes to your smile... Don't take, uh, don't don't go to the closest dentist and avoid those chain dental offices as well. You need the guy who's been serving our area for decades and for 10 years in a row was recognized as a top dentist by his peers and truly the master of complicated dental procedures. So please reach out to him today. Just go to VenariaDental.com with two offices to serve you in Cinnamonson and Woodbury, both right over the bridge. You'll see the care and expertise of his amazing team. Great offices with wonderful people, great music playing. And they put care at the foremost of everything that they do at Venaria Dental, VenariaDental.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. We are awaiting an update on the shooting in Kansas City. We will uh, try to bring that live to you as uh, they're saying as many as 8 to 10 people may have been shot. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 is the number. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Casey Maddox is Vice President of Legal and Judicial Strategy at Americans for Prosperity. Casey, thanks for joining me in Philadelphia. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Your piece in the New York Post, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, why politicians can't stop passing absurd laws. Um, <laughs> I think it makes them feel good deep down inside. I really do. You know, I, I think the, the the fundamental problem is that we've got a lot of politicians that uh, forget what their job is. And uh, and that's that's our job, to remind them what their job is and make sure that we are uh, hiring people um, to represent us who can actually stay focused on the things they're supposed to be doing, uh, like making sure our taxpayer dollars are well spent and that, uh, you know, our, our persons and property are safe, our civil liberties are protected. That's the job. I think it gets boring to a lot of these folks. Um, and so they end up doing uh, ridiculous things like the ones we discussed in the article. Yeah. So you, you do have a, a, a number of examples. Um, what, are, what are some of your favorites? I mean, you know, you have the, the old school ones. I mean, I, I came to this thing, uh, to this idea, because I was remembering uh, these you know books that I had read as a kid that I loved, right? The no donkey, donkeys can't sleep in bathtubs in, uh, in Arizona. Uh, you can't fish from horseback in Utah. Um, and I started thinking about, you know, it's really not all that different from some of these things that uh, some of these lawmakers are proposing now. New York State is contemplating trying to compel Chick-fil-A uh, to stay open on Sundays, um, you've got states where you have to have uh, a government-provided license to be a florist. Um, California just uh, passed a law that requires um, uh, uh, retailers to provide gender-neutral toy aisles. I'm not even sure what that uh, exactly means, um, but you have to have gender-neutral toys uh, in a specific section of the store. And so uh, politicians... Uh, I think scoring points with uh, with their friends, but uh, not actually doing stuff that you know that, that they should be focused on. You know, the Chick Fil A thing is interesting. I actually predicted that years ago when they were going after Chick Fil A, and I said, you know, at some point they're going to try to force them to be open on Sunday. And people said, ah, it's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. New York's argument is Chick Fil A is at the rest stops on the New York State Thruway, and Sunday is a popular day for people, so they they should be forced to be open. Clearly, it's a violation of their First Amendment rights, but 
New York doesn't care, and they don't certainly care about the fact that, well, you know, the free market, there are other options uh, besides Chick-fil-A. And also, by the way, you knew that when you signed the contract with them. It wasn't like Chick-fil-A lied to you and said they're open on Sundays and then, you know, gotcha after you, you, you know, you signed the contract with the New York State Thruway Authority. Um, but somebody likes the grandstand, and there's always grandstanding politicians. And that leads us to another thing, too, which is the banning of the gas stoves. And we, we were told it was a conspiracy theory. It wasn't true, even though we know that Richard Tromka of the Consumer Product Safety Commission 100% thought he had the authority to ban gas stoves. And then what happened? States turned around and just did it themselves. Yeah, yeah I mean, New York, right, is, is in the midst of doing that right now. Um, and it, it's amazing. We're, we're told that this is not a thing. Uh, you're, you're a crazy person for saying that government is trying to ban gas stoves. Also, government is trying to ban gas stoves. Um, right. And, you know, it's a it's it's I mean, it, it's like it's uh, perplexing. Right. Like, um, you know, you're you're crazy for noticing the thing that they're doing. Um, and, you know, and you just you see this kind of play out all the time where, um, you know, until it's done, uh, you're not allowed to notice that, that they're literally doing the thing they're trying to do. Some of the other examples you point out, uh, you can't call almond milk milk. Which is stupid. Right. Um, I mean, everybody knows it's not from a, a freaking cow. Like people know that. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to say. You don't have to ban the word. Uh, California, they want to ban people from putting up signs for lemonade stands and garage sales. Lemonade yeah. stands. I mean, we hear about that all the time, Casey Maddox, of of the kids who try to sell lemonade stands, and then the city comes and busts their chops because they don't have a permit, and the board of health hasn't been involved. And but I mean, what? You can't even put out a, a sign advertising your, your lemonade stand. Come on. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, these are. I mean, we we need to be teaching kids and to to be entrepreneurial. Um, I mean, look around at at the you know the next generation. Are we really thinking that it's a, a problem for the next generation to be learning, uh, you know, how to actually contribute to society, uh, to be uh, active and and try to do something that creates some value for somebody else? That's this is a positive, um, and and yet somehow. Uh, you know, you want to ban kids from, from advertising these things. I, you know, and on the sign theme, you also have uh, states, or actually the federal government now, um, telling states that uh, they need to, to cool it with interesting signs um, on the roadways. Uh, that, you know, so you'll have states or localities that put up signs that will, you know, tell people, um, you know, to uh, remember their seatbelts or, you know, or things like that. But they'll try to do it in interesting ways. Uh, to get people's attention. And the federal government doesn't like that. They don't want them to be interesting anymore. Uh, please keep it boring. Um, right. What are, what are we even attempting to do here, guys? Yeah, and some of them are stupid. I mean, they're flat out dumb. You know, it's like, ho, 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 put down the phone. And, you know, I mean, I saw one today, a Valentine. Be my Valentine. Buckle up. I mean, they're dumb. But at the same time, the federal government doesn't need to ban them. If, if the state right. highway department thinks it's cute and they want to put them up, I mean, fine. It's not a big deal. I think it's, it's I think they're idiotic. The messages are not very smart, but they're written by bureaucrats. So they're not going to be that, you know, compelling and, right. and creative. You don't go to them for comedy, right? Um, no, that's, <laughs> right. that's certainly true. But um, but at the same time, look, uh, you know, if uh, is it really the thing that we need uh, federal lawmakers spending their time on? I, it, it came to my, my attention the other day. It's been since 1996 was the last time that Congress did its very basic job and passed its appropriations bills on time. Mm -hmm. 1996. We haven't had a functioning federal uh, budget plan since Taylor Swift uh, was a country singer.
and uh, and yet we've got all these other things that so we've got politicians that will uh, will spend all their time on, um, but not on the the very core, simple job, frankly boring job that is being a legislator. But there's another point to this, too, and that is that in addition to the legislators, we also have the regulators who make laws. They promulgate rules mm. under the guise of laws. You know, the obviously the the Herring Fisherman boat case before the Supreme Court is a great example right. of that with the, um, you know, the Chevron case. But there's also, you know, the Bureau of uh, Land Management gets to make make rules that have the force of law. I mean, there's a lot of that that happens, too. And we have no idea how many rules and regulations that we're breaking on a day-to-day basis we have no many that are have no idea how many are even out there and the legislature if they don't like it has to pass a law to undo it but nobody ever thought regulators would get to actually make the rules that would come with things like fines and jail and bans no that's 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 absolutely true i mean this is uh, i mean frankly if you read back through the Declaration of Independence, the idea that there would be people who are unelected by us, who have the power to create things, uh, create laws that would put us in jail if we violate them. That, that sounds exactly like the kind of thing that the Declaration of Independence was written about. Um, you know, people who, who we did not elect who have the power to put us in jail. Uh, same concept. Uh, and yet we've just sort of gotten used to this idea. And, you know, I think these concepts are, are linked. When you've got lawmakers, I mean, the argument will always be, well, but we need these regulators making all these decisions because lawmakers don't po- can't possibly have time um, to, uh, to make all of these, uh, you know, necessary decisions. It's, first of all, they're not necessary decisions. And second of all, maybe they would have more time uh, if they spent their time on, uh, on those questions and not on questions like, uh, should Chick-fil-A be open on Sundays? Yeah, well said, Casey. Well said. Well, keep up the good work at Americans for Prosperity. Casey Maddox, Vice President of Legal and Judicial Strategy. We'll post a link to your article in the New York Post. Thanks, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. So climate activist nut jobs just ruined the display of the Constitution in the rotunda of the uh, nation's capital. Uh, I'm sure they'll be charged, just like the January 6th uh, people will be charged. I'm sure they'll be locked up uh, without a lawyer, and um, I have no doubts about that. Uh, Security stands around doing nothing for several minutes until they are finally arrested. I think we have some audio from these whack jobs as well. That's the big story of the day today brought to you by, or the big story of the hour brought to you by my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Go see him for your perfect smile today, VenariaDental.com. We are awaiting an update from the Kansas City Police to give us an update on the shooting at the Super Bowl parade. There's all kinds of videos out there of the crowd actually tackling one of the shooters. Um, It's very possible the press conference might be starting. I see a man who looks very official with a suit on walking to what appears to be a microphone. All right, let's let's take a let's jump in here and take a listen here. I'm not seeing what you're seeing. I'm seeing a, a man speaking at a microphone right now. You're not. Are you on Fox? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not seeing that. Um. It's he's he's talking right now. Breaking I, I news. Think, I think I'm a little behind you. I see a guy walking out now. Okay, can you? All right, so you'll pot it. You'll be behind yeah, me. Okay, yeah. I see. We're on different systems here. It's a oh, it's the Kansas City Mayor Quinton Lucas. Okay, that's who's speaking right now. Okay, yeah, he's coming up. All right, um, press conference here. Let's take a listen. Oh. Our fire chief Ross Grendison 
After I'm done speaking, Police Chief Graves will give details on the incident that happened earlier today. A few things that I want to make sure we note at the outset. Uh, first today, we had 600 Kansas City, Missouri Police Department officers, 250 from outside agencies. We went out today, like everyone in Kansas City, looking to have a celebration. That celebration was marred by a shooting today. And we recognize that there are some who are injured. We are praying for the safety of everyone. I've talked to a few different uh, folks so far. One, we have spoken to the Kansas City Chiefs, who made clear that their prayers are with everyone who was at the parade today, everyone in Kansas City, and everyone who was touched by this incident. They also noted that their players, coaches, and staff are all accounted for at this point and safe. We, however, know that this is a fluid situation, so all that we are sharing now may change as the hours go ahead. We've also received a call from the White House that offered all federal assistance in the investigation. We had federal agencies present today. We appreciate that, and certainly in the days ahead and the hours ahead, we will make sure we continue to do this work. I will say personally, first, a thank you to the women and men of law enforcement, to the women and men who work with the Kansas City Fire Department and our other agencies. When the shooting started, I, like many others, ran and ran for safety. I saw a number of agencies, including the Kansas City Police Department, officers with guns drawn who are running towards danger. We thank them for that. As I was leaving the scene, I saw members of our Kansas City Fire Department administering aid to folks who are seriously injured without concern for the shootings and the challenges that were near them. This is absolutely a tragedy, the likes of which we would have never expected in Kansas City, and the likes of which we will remember for some time. However, I want to say thank you to those who are making sure that we are safe today, those who are investigating this incident, and those who will continue to make sure that those who committed these acts today are brought to justice. We'll come back for some questions at the end of the Chief's comments, but now the Police Chief, Stacy Graves. Chief Stacy Graves, Kansas City, Missouri Police Department. At the conclusion of the Chief's rally today, there were shots fired on the west side of Union Station. Immediately, officers responded to the area, took two people into custody, and also immediately rendered life-sustaining aid to those victims. We're still gathering information on the number and the status of victims. But like I said, we know that one of the victims is deceased. We also know that officers ran towards danger. Officers were there to keep everyone safe. I'm angry at what happened today. The people who came to this celebration should expect a safe environment. We had over 800 law enforcement officers, Kansas City and other agencies, at the location to keep everyone safe. Because of bad actors, which were very few, this tragedy occurred, even in the presence of uniformed law enforcement officers, who again ran towards them and took them into custody. To the people who were injured in this tragedy, our hearts go out to you and your families. This investigation is just beginning and we are working safely to clear all surrounding areas and businesses. This is still an active investigation. Uh, we will continue to keep you updated. We will keep you updated on Twitter and most likely a follow-up uh, press availability. Did you have anything? Are you saying one of the 
This is a, uh, the chief of police here, Stacey Graves, but she's being drowned out by the sirens. Right now, we have up to 10 to 15 injured. By... Yes. Right now, we do not have an exact number of people who were victims of a gunshot wound. It could be upwards from 10 to 15 with one deceased. I do not have conditions on our victims just yet. Any believed to be children? I don't. I do not believe that any of them were children. Any law enforcement injured in this? First response. Um, nothing of note. Chief, what prompted? What do you, what, what do you guys believe now prompted the issue? Uh, we are still. That is still under investigation. Uh, I myself was outside when I heard the shots fired. It is an ongoing investigation. It's going to take us a little bit to determine exactly what led up to the shooting. I will say though, we do have two suspects in custody. There are questions for you. circulating on social media that fans may have helped I have, I have heard that as well. I have heard that, that fans got involved in the apprehension or the pursuit of one of the suspects. I cannot confirm that right now, but that is something that I have heard myself. Is yes. there something response time because you said 10 to 15 possibly When this started, sort of the timeline from there to the point where your officers responded to the point where you had KCFD helping to Absolutely. your first aid. As soon as the rally concluded, there were shots fired on the west side of Union Station. Officers were on scene in the area. I know one of the suspects was immediately pursued on foot. Um, like I said, there's two suspects in custody. I have heard uh, the information that was just requested. I will confirm or deny that. Um, but after that, immediately officers began rendering life-sustaining aid, calling in fire, which is the, the fire department, to uh, also assist those victims. Do you know if there were more than two people taken into custody? Because we had two people, after you guys had made your announcement, there were two people in custody, two people live on our air being taken, handcuffed, put into vans. So can you tell well, us about that and the process as this investigation continues? I don't know exactly the two that you're talking about that, that your camera caught. Um, on on video being loaded into a wagon i don't know that but i can tell you that uh in and around that scene it is still active um not active in in necessarily threats but it's a very active scene we're still investigating this is still early on um, we still have parties that are walking into hospitals chief graves do you know anything about the suspects in terms of where they're from are they from I do not know that, but that's something that, that I also will be finding out. Two questions. We are hearing upwards of maybe 20 shots. Can you talk about the number that you heard? I'm heard? hearing 10 to 15, possibly 15, with, with the one um, that is uh, deceased. And do you know anything about the timing? It seems odd that this waited until the very end of the rally. I don't have anything about, I, I can't give you an answer on the timing. I can just say that uh, that's when it occurred and we are investigating what led up to that. Maybe once we get some of those details, we'll know why that happened at that time. But right now it's just, it's still too new. Chief, Chief was, it, Chief, was it just one incident or multiple incidents that, that injured multiple? That is something that, that is under investigation. Mayor Quinton Lucas, you talked about how you were on the ground and you yourself had to run for safety. I understand we're still waiting on a timeline and trying to understand what exactly happened. But we were having a Super Bowl parade, and this is what the country is talking about now. What is your message to this city at a time like this? I second the comments by the chief of police. 
I'm heartbroken. First of all, I'm praying for the victims and the families impacted. I start with them. Um, I'm incredibly upset, disappointed. I was there with my wife. I was there with my mother. Uh, we never would have thought that we, along with Chiefs players, along with fans, hundreds of thousands of people, would be forced to run for our safety today. I think that I'll let the investigation shake out before coming to any further conclusions, but I think the initial response absolutely is anger. You know, we have done a number of these now, and this is a day that a lot of people look forward to, something they remember for a lifetime. And what they shouldn't have to remember is the threat of gun violence marring a day like this, injuring them and their families. This morning, I was actually thinking about bringing my child, as many people in Kansas City did. And I don't want us to have to, in our country, for every big event, think about a concern of being shot. As the chief noted, we had a lot of law enforcement officers there today. They did exceptional and outstanding work, and I will second that again. Because on your timeline point, I was inside of Union Station. We heard something. A number of us start running, and I see a stream of officers going the exact other direction in with guns drawn ready to address danger and that was the the situation throughout people who responded absolutely immediately but i wish that we lived in a world where they wouldn't have to do that i wish we live in a world where we wouldn't have to see incidents like that but i'm as heartbroken as anybody we will do a, a full and thorough investigation the mayor i hope that Kansas we bring City, whoever this is right to justice now, after the shooting we will continue to try to make sure that we can be as safe as possible however when you have people who decide to bring guns to events, when you have people who are deciding to try to mar events, celebratory ones like this one, all of us start to become members of this club that none of us want to be a part of, which is those who have experienced mass shootings. I hope for Kansas City this is one of the last times we experience them. What's that? Sorry, I'm going. In danger at, at any point? Was I in danger? No, were any of the players, the Chiefs players. You know what? I, I think we'll let the investigation take a look at that. The police department responded effectively, I think incredibly quickly, to make sure that people would be out of harm's way. That being said, a number of us had to flee from a situation because we heard a sound of gunshots. So I'll let you answer your own question in terms of whether you think that's something that puts you in danger or not. Um, in my view, anytime shots are nearby, you don't know where they're coming from, you don't know who's firing them and all of that, then perhaps there is a, a situation of danger. But this is a question yeah, thanks, for guys. fire. Thank, thank you guys. Can, I, get back can I ask Hold a fire question? question? Of the no. 10 to 15 injured that you say, are all of those gunshots on the end? have a sense of how many or are some of those also critical and injured? We, we've covered that we, no, we don't have that information. I, I just have a fire question about how 10 to 15 is what we have, potentially 15, one deceased. I don't have a condition on the other gunshot uh, victims. Uh, those are all gunshots. Though. Correct. Okay. Okay. So, so Correct. We don't know how many. Are one fire question. No, I do because, not. because Chief Graves said that we're, we're going to have a lot of updates later, guys. Okay. we got to go inside and okay. gather this information. Okay. I appreciate okay. it. Where are the updates, Jake, later? All right, so that is the um, information we got. Two people have been taken into custody. There's a video of the crowd tackling at least one of the shooters. We don't really have a lot of details on uh, a motive or anything. One of the victims is deceased. I'm sure we'll have a lot more information, I would imagine, as time goes on today um, before 6 o'clock. We have a short show today at 6, but we'll keep you updated throughout clearly as uh, as as time goes on we don't there's not 
you know, there was no indication of what the motive is or, or who these people are. We didn't get any of that. We just got, you know, the Kansas City police, they're incredibly brave. They they did a great job and they responded. Uh, the mayor spent a lot of time commending them for that. But beyond that, we don't really have a lot of details other than possibly 10 to 15 people have been injured and uh, at least one person is dead. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it was hard to hear at, at times with the sirens in the background. I don't know why they need to do it outside versus inside. A buddy of mine who's a retired police captain texted me the same thing. He said, you know, who, who holds a press conference outside like that where you don't control the environment? It's embarrassing to be drowned out by emergency services sirens as bosses of emergency services. Uh, but. Uh, nevertheless, they um, they came out and spoke. I don't know if there'll be another briefing before we get off the air. If it, if there is, we'll bring it to you live. This is obviously a very, very big deal. And uh, we'll keep you updated. All right, we got a big 5 o'clock hour ahead for you. we got 30 minutes of nonstop talk. We have um, a lot of updates on what's going on in Washington with the border bill, the so-called border bill, which is really just a, obviously about getting our money across the border of Ukraine. So all that straight ahead. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 